Welcome back to Kitty Confidential, the real estate podcast. In today's episode, we ask, are rental prices too high? Enjoy. So do you want to start off by telling our audience, mainly those who are watching, opposed to those who are just listening to the podcast, those who are listening, it won't really affect you whatsoever from a visual perspective, but we are relocating. What do you mean from, we're not putting pictures up? That's what I mean. People who are only listening, this news doesn't really affect you a whole lot, although Maybe the quality of the recording may improve. I don't know. Oh, you mean going forward? Correct. I, I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah. You wanted to announce our yeah. big news. Yeah, well, that's what we've been busy at working on this month is the transfer to the new KT studio, the new KT facility. So our new, our current, uh, what we call our KT studio, which is in effect our office. For the past seven years. Seven years we've been here. 75 Main Street has served us well. We have approximately 500 square feet. 538 to be exact. uh, Distributed um, unevenly between six people on any given day. For those of you that have seen clips or watch on YouTube, You'll always see Adrian and I sitting at the same table during all these podcasts right across from each other. What you don't know is that what's, these on, the, are, what's on the other end of the table. This is, yeah, well, we, we could show that too. Here, you want me to take some clips, show the behind the scenes? Um, what you don't know. There we go. What you don't know they do, is that this they is do, actually... Our desk, our office. Yeah, we are here. We literally don't move. Robbie brings all the lights, slaps a microphone down in front of us, and tells us to go. And sometimes I talk, apparently, before I'm supposed to. And then when we're done, he takes it all away, and we pull out our laptops and just continue to work. That's right. So the way you see us now is the way we are. And I've had to sit across from him for the last seven years trying to work in this environment I'm very happy we're finally getting our own offices. The podcast is, is going to have its own studio. I'm excited. We're, we're mixing it up a little bit. I'm not going to say anything about it now, but stay tuned and you'll see what we do with this. But it's we've got very exciting. a designated room and we're excited about the new setup. Yes, coming April of 2024. So we're about 90 days away from moving stuff over and... Uh, We will be very excited. If you are a follower or a fan and you want to visit on one of our grand opening events, one of our little get-togethers, one of. We're going to have several parties. We like to party. We like to party. We like to party. That's right. We like. Okay. Let's get into it. Today we are discussing, are rental prices too high? That's the question. Are rental prices too high? Without even listening to the rest of the podcast, you can comment, because I think this is going to be a debate. And I I mean, it's a weird question in my mind, because I'm like, relative to what? In whose opinion? So, well, that's why why it's going to be a debatable topic. Are they not sustainable? Are they too high just because you don't like to pay the price of them? Are they too high because it's not in line with 
other comparable places? Lots of questions. Yes. <laughs> so Robbie was kind enough to compile a number of stats for us, which is very helpful. Um, and then we've got our feet on the ground on a regular basis. So while these stats are helpful, we often see what's happening before Not the last stats night. You had out. your feet above the ground. Yes, I did. Zero gravity massage chair, Adrian's first time. Yes. And then I went home and my girls said, can we give you a foot massage? They've never done that before. So Weird. I'm like, sure, I'm not going to turn down a foot massage. So I got a foot massage when I got home too. Yeah, let's not talk about child labor here. <laughs> okay. And then he sends me a picture. Like I want a picture of your daughter massaging your big, ugly, crooked have, toe feet. I have nice feet aside from the one toe. Six months of the prices increasing through, it went from about March, April to September of October. October, somewhere around there, on average, the rental prices went up. A fair bit. A fair bit. Roughly 11% on average. It's a lot of bread. Yes. On an average price across the country, I think it was $2,100 a month rent. Yeah, I've got it right here. So from 20 from year over year from November 21 to November 22 it went up 11.3% and then from November 22 to this past November it went up an additional 8.4%. So 20% up in 2 years. Significant. So if you use round numbers if you were paying 2 grand for your one bedroom apartment it so now rents for or towards the end of 23, yeah. was renting for 2400 Yes. and so Which is very much in line from what we saw with our own rental properties, any property that we manage, that, that was about right. Which to convey to, I guess, both landlords and tenants, to landlords, if you're ever uncertain as to whether or not you should increase the rent for your tenant, this is a pretty good indication. This is talking about Ontario specifically because... Most properties are limited to increasing by a prescribed amount that the government sends each year. This year is 2.5%. Last year is 2.5%. And that's against a market that's increasing 11% uh, one year, eight the next. So yes, right. absolutely exercise your right to increase the rent. Don't feel bad. The tenant's still coming out ahead. And then tenants, if your landlord is increasing it, you're still coming out ahead. Right. So... I'm going to pose this question to you because we did see a shift and we'll talk about that. So after the prices were increasing in 23 for rentals, we started to see a decrease and a decline in activity. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But why did you why do you think rental prices increased? Well, it's interesting because I find generally speaking over the last decade if the resale market was strong, the rental market was a bit stagnant, or if the, and then the opposite was often true, where if the resale market had slowed down, the rental market was taking off. But right now, it seems like everything's a bit stagnant. And it's, it's hard. I don't know what the cause would be. I mean, there's so many things happening. Well, to me, it, it, you dumb it down and say the prices of homes went up. And then the mortgage rates went up, 
property taxes went up. So the investor is trying to recoup as much money. A lot of investors that own properties that they've bought in the last few years, they're quote unquote bleeding money every month. They're in the red. So they're trying to minimize their losses. You were talking about the months where it had was increasing, right? Yeah. So what what doesn't make sense to me, and what's hard hard to put a finger on is what's happening currently. Okay. So now let's transfer that conversation into what's happening currently, because over the last 90 days, 60 to 90 days, the prices of rentals have started to decrease. They have. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, though, too, too, because if you're reading a lot of articles, one of these actually I was looking at, one of them was, or another one I was reading, it was titled uh, "Price Rental Prices Up 8.8% Year Over Year, something like that. And they focus on that one stat, and um, you get a lot of headline readers who see, oh. You got the um counter going, Robbie? You get the the headline readers who see the title and say, oh, damn it, rent prices keep going up. And then next month it comes out again, it'll it'll say, well, who knows what the number is, but lately. Well, those are all averages across most of them across the country, too. No, but my point is nobody focuses on the month to month. Like even in these articles, the focus is on year over year. And then if you continue reading the article, it'll say, but month over month, from October to November, November to December, prices are actually coming down. But somebody has to actually read the article to get to that. Right. And the problem- They're in, just looking at the headlines. Correct. The pro, That's the problem in today's society. In fact, there should be a law on social media where it will not let you comment until you've read the post in its entirety, maybe even twice, to fully comprehend what it's talking about. Half of the articles don't even know what they're talking about. That's true. Well, most of these are fairly legit sources and they have, you know, references to their data. But the difference is that data compared to our experience because we live and breathe what's happening. And we've talked about this before. What is actually getting published, certainly with the data, is already three, four weeks behind. It is. The market can shift in a week. Well, and that's what I was going to get to is, I don't know when it occurred. I would say maybe November Yeah, was the start. And it was sudden. Like rentals last year were, we, we had a lot of rental listings. And we were bombarded. Like when we had a rental listing, we were getting phone calls all day. Yeah. Right. And we would, and often, in many cases, we would just stop answering our phone. Because you know, a lot of real estate agents asking stupid questions. And so we would let them leave a voicemail or send a text message and we'd deal with it later. But now showings are down, phone calls are down, generally speaking, traffic is down with rentals, which I find a bit unusual because there's a lot of... I don't. It makes a lot of sense to me, but go on. Well, the reason I find it unusual is I feel like we've seen, well, talking about the Milton market as an example, where we are located... There are a ton of condo listings. And if you look at the occupant for most of them, they're either vacant or tenanted. So a lot of landlords are unloading rentals. Yes. Investment properties. Yes. So there's rentals being taken off the market. So my initial thought when I first saw that happen, all those listings come up is, 
as these properties sell, there's going to be fewer less supply rentals available. So naturally, you would think fewer properties available, supply goes down, demand goes up, prices should go up as well. But that hasn't been happening. Yeah, I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense that people don't necessarily want to move right now. So if you've been in a rental property for the past two years and you're paying $2,000 a month for your condo and to replace that condo is now $2,400 a month, you might be encouraged to stay where you are. So that's number one. So we're seeing less turnover of people just moving for the sake of upgrading or whatever in terms of rental. Their overall cost of living has gone up, so they are watching their overall expenses. We've also seen a lot of condos, to your point, if we're sticking on condos, but it kind of carries through into any type of single-family residence, how many of those properties that went for sale did not sell? Right. So as an example, you had a recent condo listing, which quite frankly, it was overpriced for quite some time. We knew that. We've decided to take it off the market and look at it later later in the year. Yeah. And it's currently tenanted, so there's income being generated. If it wasn't tenanted... So as an example, we had a condo that we sold after 100 days or so, the one on Maple Avenue, and the tenant vacated before we put it up for sale. So that property was vacant when we had it on the market. Had it not sold, we would have been back on as a rental property. And if that happened we'd be looking for a quicker occupancy. So would have been more aggressive a little bit on the rent prices. Because we know how the market is. Exactly. If, if there was a large pool of tenants out there, you wouldn't. So my question would be, why? what is causing the decrease in tenants Okay, so let's talk about properties. that. So what is what is causing the decrease in tenants searching for a new home? Cost of moving. Well, but where are they living? I mean, that's it would be interesting to see the cycle of all of this, where people are coming from, what their current living arrangements are. Maybe we have more people that are moving in together, right? If you have people doubling up, yeah. you need half the inventory. Yeah, that's a good point. But so, there's also a lot of immigration. Like on the rental properties that we've had in the last 60 to 90 days, we're getting a ton of people applying that just moved from Nigeria. I've had Nigeria, South Africa. Yeah. All over. Yeah. Um, let's shift the conversation to an open-ended discussion. What are the pros and cons of leasing? just before you get into that, maybe one of the things that's happening is more affordable markets are seeing more of those tenants. So in one of the articles... So the tenants are now shifting to the more desirable areas because yes. the prices have 
pulled back a little bit. Yeah. So if you look at some of the Ooh, stats. Interesting take, Adrian. It's a bit harder to analyze because they don't talk about it a whole lot. But there's some stats where they're, they'll say. You look like you're going to do the chicken dance. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. I'll give you an example. So uh, in order of pricing from high to low for rental prices across Canada, Vancouver, Burnaby, Toronto, Oakville, Mississauga. Oh, sorry. North York, Mississauga, Etobicoke. They actually messed up their article and I caught the error. So these are the areas with the highest prices. But if you then in throughout the various paragraphs I'm reading, they talk about places not listed among the top. And they're saying, but such and such area had an increase in price. Which this means, is an article, by the way, from the Canadian Press, published mid-November. Yes. So that could be it. That would make sense to me. People are either going to more affordable areas, which is taking away the the demand in the typically busier, higher demand areas, or they're moving in together. So, okay, before we move into the pros and cons of leasing, let's answer our topic du jour. Are rental prices too high? Yes. Yes would be my answer as well. I believe so. So I had a client actually text me a couple of days ago who said, is it true that the rental market's crashing? As a landlord. As a landlord, I would say no. If right. You, yeah. Because landlords are now, so the numbers don't align. In every discussion, everybody's trying to create housing for everybody, right? Like, oh, we got to build more affordable homes. Oh, there's got to be more affordable rentals. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck is going to buy the home and rent it out if they know they're losing so much money every month? But you're, you absolutely, I think tenants are still ahead. Like I had a guy call me yesterday who wants to purchase one of our upcoming listings. And he was telling me his story. He's renting a house now. He pays 2500 bucks a month for a detached four bedroom, double car garage home. Where? In our neighborhood. Oh, well, he's probably $1,000 a month below what the current market value is. Yes. Now, if he buys this house that we have coming up and puts almost 50% down, his mortgage payments are 2500 bucks a month higher. So he's paying almost five grand a month. With a 50% down payment. 45%. He has that money, 45% to put down? Yeah. He's an older guy. He may have, I don't know if he owned a house before, or just been saving, investing, whatever. But uh, to me, I mean, I wouldn't say it to him because I'd love to sell my house if I can make it work. But why would you buy in that scenario. Why wouldn't you say that to him? Well, because if I can help. You go through the numbers with him. Because if I can get a sale for my client, that's my focus and my primary objective. Yeah, but if you're assisting a buyer, you wouldn't I'm sit down assisting and. I'm assisting him. Oh. I wouldn't assist him. That's why you shouldn't go direct to the listing agent because I'm trying to convince this guy to buy when he should probably stay right. renting and save 2500 bucks a month. I thought he's engaged with you to help him purchase something. He's right. He wants to represent himself. Oh. So good the luck, new, buddy. New Tressa rules, by the way, folks. You can now conduct a transaction to purchase real estate in the province of Ontario while rep being a self-represented individual. This is correct. Which... From just being totally transparent to all of you, I will not deal with you if you tell me. Well, you to be are, fair to this gentleman, his wife is a newly licensed real estate agent. 
Okay, so he's not going to be self-represented. He's not technically going to be self-represented. Right. He will be represented by his wife. Wife. That has no experience. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Got it. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. So rental prices are too high. How how does it correct itself? I mean, we're going to have to see how the year plays out. This uh, there's so many influencing variables. A lot of lot of debate right now on our Instagram. A lot of comments, even on our YouTube videos. People are saying, "Did you see the spread yeah. of people?" Um, Some people are just extremely optimistic. So, if you haven't seen, we posted on a reel on our Insta where we were talking about the projection of sale prices in 2024, what, how much the price will vary in 12 months. And so to keep and it simple, com- we said from December 23 to December 24, how much will a, a home that's worth a million dollars in 23, December, be worth a year later? Right. And the variance of comments blew my mind. Do you and know the low to the high offhand? Minus 5%. Okay. So 950 grand up to 50% increase, <laughs> 1.5 million. Wow. That's somebody who's bought the guy, it. The guy said, oh, a million dollar home now will be worth 1.5 the end of the year in Brampton guaranteed or something you like that. You know who that is? That's somebody that bought a pre-construction home that closes in right. December and needs his home to be worth 1.5. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's just quickly chat because those listening to this are either a tenant or prospective tenant, potentially. Pros and cons to leasing, just real quick. Right now, the pros are it's a significantly lower cost of living versus yes. buying. Yep. Uh, from your fixed monthly expenses to the uncertainty of repairs. Which add up quickly in many houses. You don't need a significant down payment. That's huge. Because even on the average price of homes right now, if you're only putting 5% down and paying your mortgage insurance costs on top of that in your mortgage, 5% on 1.2 million is 60 grand. So you need 60 grand. On a rental, you just need a first and last month payment. So your upfront costs are less. You don't have to worry about ongoing maintenance, upkeep, and repairs in terms of windows and if there's an air conditioning problem, whatever. The unexpected expenses are usually absorbed by the landlord. What are the cons to leasing? Well, the cons it used to be people would say, "Ah, oh, you're leasing. You're just paying your landlord's mortgage." Right. You're paying you're paying your landlord's interest, maybe. Right. <laughs> Not the right mortgage now. principal. Correct. So the con so I was gonna put a flip on that. The cons to leasing would be the pros to buying, I suppose. And I think those um are few, but they're for a select few people. So people that can afford it. Like I have a client right now that would like to buy several houses and he can afford it. So from the perspective of the rental income doesn't really offset the purchase price at the moment. But we're at a point now where I think we've all more or less agreed that except, well, except for the minus 5%, minus 5%. We're somewhere near one of our mortgage brokers won't mention his name. Yeah. is predicting a, a decrease as well. Yes. 
But we're. If, I think he's wrong, by the way. If we're not, and a, he listens well, to the podcast. Well, we know that because you you made your prediction officially in one of the previous episodes. So if we're not at the bottom, we generally agree that we're pretty close to the bottom and we foresee interest rate reductions in the foreseeable future. Yes, lots of chat about that now. Which would you would think would naturally mean prices are going to increase, albeit slow, I think. So people that can afford to buy now see that they're buying near or at the bottom of the dip, we'll call it. And from a long-term investment perspective, well, maybe not even long-term, two to five years, I think there's opportunity there. Right. If you can stomach the fact that you're not getting a decent return on a monthly basis. So the cons to leasing is that in the mid to long term, you don't have the ability to gain equity. Correct. If your crystal ball is right, and right now you're buying on the low, you're expecting that the value of the property will go up over the coming years, and there's no easier way to build financial equity than obtaining equity from the sale of real estate. Right. One of the scary things I saw, I pulled the stat. I didn't know the number. I knew this was the case. I didn't know the numbers, though. But Robbie did a great job in preparing you. No, this is not Robbie's data. Oh, I'm not take down, that back, I'm not Robbie. downplaying Robbie's information. He was very helpful. Uh, so for Canada's GDP, real estate as a sec- as an industry, a sector, makes up as the highest contributing industry to Canadian GDP. And it's at 17%. The next closest is... Wheat? No, real estate. No, oh, the next closest is manufacturing at 12 in a bit. And if you compare that to any other country... Did you hear about there being a pasta shortage because of the Canadian wheat production? I did not. I don't eat a whole lot of pasta. Italians are furious. <clears throat> I have often have... Uh, semolina flour. I often have like brown rice pasta, stuff like that. Different things. Right. Anyways, so that's, I thought that was a scary stat, that yep. the country is so dependent on real estate, which I don't think... That doesn't surprise me. Canadian real estate as a whole, and again, going back to the comments on our Instagram posts lately, people talking about, oh, it's seen worldwide that Canadian real estate is so overpriced and overinflated and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, Canadian real estate is still the dream of most people across the world. I'm starting to like, question that. If I'm you not. look at other countries that are like our market now has proven to be very unstable. Compared to? Many other countries. Such as? Well, I have it open on my laptop. Yeah, go for it. I don't know if I still have it open. You going, you going to buy a home in Sweden? Seriously, you go to all these other I probably don't have it open. Well, the Nordic countries are definitely a. Ian can tell us a little bit about that. They'll take thirty to forty. Yeah, take 30, 40 to 40 well, they already do income. here. They take fifty percent and over fifty percent in some well, cases. Well, of you, Mister Money Bucks. No, not me. I don't have it open anymore. There's a long list of better countries to be buying real estate. Are you saying we should be selling real estate in other countries? Well, a friend of mine bought a house. This is going. Okay. Now let's talk North America. Fuck your friend. So Canada, U S 
Mexico, the North American dream. Okay. Where would you prefer to buy real estate? Where do you think the real estate would be most stable? Where would you? I've never seen more people flocking to the U.S. in my life. Yeah. Okay. Flocking to the U.S., but they keep their money in Canada no. because of the banking system. No. I never, no? I've never helped more people sell their home here uh, who was moving either out of province or out of Canada to the U.S. I'd be very afraid of buying anything in the U.S., I've owned properties in the U.S., and I'm telling you, you talk about instability. I don't know. I'm, I can't speak on the subject. Do you need to watch subject. Big Short again? No, I know what you're talking about, but I, I, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Yeah, There's got to be a reason behind Florida? it. Florida? Well, Florida. I'm going to go into the Carolinas, hot, hot weather. Texas. Yeah, they're not moving there because of real estate. They're moving there because they're sick of the fucking snow. No, they're moving these places because they hate the government. Oh, and they hate Trudeau. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, because fucking uh, 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 three billion, billion, trillion, million dollars. Was that your Trump impression? Trump. Who is that? Oh, my God. This is the end of the podcast. I'm not talking to you about the United States. Next week. Your, well, your impression was horrible then because that's what it sounded like. Ian seemed to get it quite well. Was that Biden? It was Biden. Oh, it sounded fuck. more like Trump. Yeah, I know the I know the reference with the stumbling over the numbers. It's okay, Robbie will put it in the mix of the video so those can <laughs> those can see it. What What are we talking about next week? Next week we are well. Hang next on week, here. real estate prices have dropped in many Ontario markets since June. We're talking about the biggest. Drops in what communities? The communities in which we have seen the biggest drops. I feel like that was worded better. It probably was. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of KT Confidential. Let us know your thoughts on the rental market. Are the rental rates going up or down? Are they too high, too low? Let us know.